This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have a friend on from Oracle, that Cameron, and uh, I've known, well, you know, at one point in your, in your career, you just stopped mentioning how long you've known someone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we won't even <laughs> say how long. We, we'll just say we've known each other for a long time, and that's it. We'll just kind of move on to the next thing. Uh, topically, uh, today, we're actually going to be talking on, uh, about a pan, post-pandemic world, which I really can't wait to get, uh, if it's thoughts on kind of what we think the world's going to look like once we get through the craziness of 2000 and murder hornets and uh and all of that other stuff so uh Yvette will you do us a favor uh for those that don't know you uh will you introduce both yourself and introduce Oracle and kind of in particular what you're doing at Oracle Sure. So um, I am the senior vice president of Oracle Cloud HCM Strategy. My organization, my team is responsible for driving the vision and strategy for our broad suite of uh, products across the HCM landscape. Um, Oracle is, uh, if you don't know us, we are a leader in uh, human capital management uh, solutions and technology, spanning everything from core HR to payroll to talent management and collaboration and and learning and all things uh, related to people in your organization. Well, there you go. Done. See? Got it all taken care of right there in the first thing. So, Let's uh, let's start with before we kind of get big big picture on the uh, post pandemic world. Let's let's also kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that y'all have just announced in terms of your employee care package. Uh, could you take us a little bit inside that? Yeah, we're we're really excited. Just uh, recently, we announced an update to our employee care package, um, which uh, really is a a culmination of of some rolling thunder, some rolling support that we've been delivering out to the market since March actually of 2020. I don't know if uh, you recall, but back then, you know, we were what, one and a half, two months into the, the pandemic back in March. And that's when we announced that we were offering free access to our workforce, workforce health and safety tools for our HR customers. And you know, the idea there was to provide support to organizations to um, track you know, things like exposure to the virus and what are some of the issues that need to be uh, remedied to ensure that you know, we are able to track and identify issues and correct them quickly and so forth. And then uh, in June, a couple of months later, we launched uh, the first version of our employee care package. And that brought together a a series of tools and technologies focused on workforce safety and employee support, and also recognizing the need for reskilling and upskilling. So there were a series of announcements there where we were offering support across all those areas to make sure that HR leaders were ready to bring people uh, back to work or to support them in their remote work functions and um, and also start helping people with with reskilling. So our latest announcements um, just this month 
is bringing additional support. We have launched and added to our employee care package this concept of journeys and their um, personalized um, digital guidance for individuals um, who are looking to actually return to the workplace. I know many of us have been sitting in Zoom meetings and working remotely for now over a year or close to a year, but we're getting to the point now where organizations are starting to return people to the workplace. And there's a lot of fundamental questions um, around, you know, what do I need to do? Uh, what, how, do I, how do I ensure that my office space is there? How do I get into the building? How do I know what the protocols, the new compliance are and so forth? And so our, our journeys are those personalized um, guidance around um, knowledge and information and protocols and, and support that people need to get back to work effectively. I love that. I, I love that. And that's going to continue to evolve. The more we know, the more it'll feed. And then the, the next iteration will, uh, will be even more helpful. I love the idea of the concept of journeys, because I think it's easy for people to kind of understand that their journey might be different than their, one of their peers. So everyone's kind of, kind of highly personalized. Uh, it, that's, that's exactly the point, you know, is that, of course, we are delivering um, best practice recommendations, right? The, sure. the support that organizations need around, again, advising people on mask wearing and social distancing and the protocols, but also companies wonder, um, you know, have you, have you tested positive or negative mm -hmm. for COVID? Have you had your vaccine? And so enabling um, the tracking and reporting of that as each company determines is really important, but each journey for each individual as well as for each company is unique. And so yep. one of the great things is that while we're providing that guidance, every company can tailor this for their own company culture, their own company requirements. And each individual will also receive, you know, kind of their own personalized journey based on the role they have in the organization, the functions they need to complete and so on. We can't, we can't come back to work safely unless we address it on an individual by individual basis. I love that. I love that. I love that. So when, when you hear the, the phrases that are kicked around in our space around hybrid workplace and hybrid, you know, hybrid workforce, um, what do you, what do you kind of perceive just right now? I mean, it's hard to kind of imagine a post pandemic world. However, we, we should, because it will happen faster than, than we know. What do you think that some of the key challenges and key situations that HR leaders are going to face? <laughs> you know, virtually every single company, every single company is worried about productivity they're worried about the health and safety of their workforce and ensuring that all the protocols are, are managed. And um, as I think about you know, the CHRO, their, their job has, has really changed in the last year. Um, you know, it, it's, it's very different. They're now so completely focused on that safe return to work um, of their workforce, about ensuring that they understand risks um, that exist or that emerge um, in this new post-pandemic environment. Um, they even have to think about things like post-traumatic stress disorder, right? PTSD on the workforce be, because these individuals have been working remotely with different levels of support, some feeling very isolated, others, you know, finding good community in an online environment. So this, this focus on getting people back to work and, and having, um, having the support um, for uh, mental health and well-being is, is paramount. And I think that the challenge for organizations, for CHROs, for 
for HR leaders um, are, are several. One of them is you know, simply getting clarity into the status of their workforce. Who's returned, who hasn't? Of those who have returned, have they been exposed to um, a potential, um, you know, COVID-19 exposure, being able to track that and, and take, um, you know, preemptive action or immediate action when, when things emerge. Um, so that clarity is really important. And I think a lot of organizations struggle even today with, um, with having the, the right analytics and insight into the organization. Organization. You know, so things like our, our health and safety um, tool that I, I mentioned earlier, that's, you know, one of the ways that organizations can track those issues and, and um, employees can report them and, and see that those issues are being responded to immediately. Um, I think another, as I've mentioned, is, is well-being, mental health, um, ensuring that individuals have access to information, to communities, um, to uh, policy information and um, protocols of the organization. So with, you know, technology can't, can't solve that, but it can certainly enable um, support for those individuals um, through the journeys we talked about, um, through, you know, connecting with others in the organization. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, insights and, um, and uh, the ease with which we are able to communicate with the workforce and give them um, in context, the right support, the right information um, is, 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 really, is really critical, I think, for them. How do you uh, how do you think HR leaders in post pandemic world? How do you think they're going to square the concept of remote? You know, as as we think of it now, it's remote now, remote near term, and remote forever. How, how are they going to square that, or how do you think they're going to kind of approach that and square that with kind of that new, you know, that new workplace, that new workforce? How are they going to square that? How they're going to square just the concept of remote? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. A year ago, I was asked this question, and um, <clears throat> I I felt that um, although some organizations were beginning to adapt this concept, that remote work actually does work for many different types of workers. Um, I did believe a year ago that we would largely be going back to you know, working in offices and, um, and kind of back to the pre-normal, you know, pre-COVID normal. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you a year later, I'm so excited to see companies really coming to understand that remote work does work, that tools and technology um, are, are working to help people feel connected, to get information and access to um, support and and um, and uh, you know the information they need to to do their jobs effectively. There's certainly a large contingent of individuals who need to be on premise. Um, right. You know, we're talking in retail and other places. But as far as you know, squaring it, it's a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift that you know technology can make this work. Um, the the uh, policies and culture of the organization, which fundamentally to me is based on one of trust, trusting that individuals are doing what they need to do and, you know, the ability to, to focus on outcomes as opposed to how the work is being done. The trust is developing over organizations. And so we have entered a new era. We were forced into it. Uh, it was a trend for many years to come, this hybrid workforce, but the last year has forced us into a mindset shift and, and organizations are realizing business is continuing and people are able to, to effectively um, uh, complete their, their, their projects and, and objectives. And it's, um, 
it's, you know, it's, it's manifesting in a, a, a new way to work. And honestly, it's going to simply progress as we move out of this current um, kind of, we're not quite post COVID, but as we, as we emerge out of this and we have, you know, the, the population that is, you know, more uh, protected by vaccines and whatnot, organizations are already saying, maybe we don't need our, our offices. Maybe they need to be more dynamic and, and project-based and let people come and go as they need. Um, and, a, and a greater sense of um, responsibility and care for the wellness and the well-being of the workforce um, with, with new processes and protocols around safety and health and, and you know, distance and, and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, technology is supporting it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm seeing some of the same things that out of this horrific experience, we we've seen some really, really interesting and compelling things out of HR. We've seen, you know, a force for transparency and communications. And you mentioned trust, which I, I think is is a wonderful way of encapsulating a lot of things. Empathy. You know, like I don't want some of this stuff to go away once once COVID goes away. I, I actually like that HR has kind of risen uh, to the challenge uh, and some of the challenges that were that were faced. Uh, but I also like your take on you know productivity, and again, it probably puts even more of an emphasis on the technology that's used to make sure that we are garnering productivity. Um, so so maybe maybe even more of a use. I mean. Productivity and, and uh, performance management—it's always been important. It's not—it's not like it's not, it's not like in nineteen it was not important. It was always important, but it's interesting now that the the importance is different. We we are seeing, um, as I said, that. Um, more and more leading HR organizations, you know, and, and, and managers, uh, this, this culture of trust that's developing, less a focus on are you doing your work between nine and five? Right. Uh, and more of, you know, are you delivering on the outputs? I mean, we we spent hundreds of hours, thousands of hours on Zoom um, in the last year. And we've all been on the calls where you see the children in the background who come home, you know, from, well, for a while they were coming home from school, but now they're schooling, you know, there at the house. You see the animals, the, the repair workers coming in. I mean, life life is happening while we're working and we're, we're doing this more and more from work. And yet, as we said, work is still um, being completed. And I think things like the ability for individuals to connect and find others like them in the organization and build community and camaraderie and, and compassion uh, for each other is supported through, you know, um, collaboration tools and, and communities. Um, the, the transparency is really important um, as, as uh, some employees are returning to work and, you know, they may find that, I mean, this, this sounds ridiculous, but, you know, say you go in and you find that a, a meeting room hasn't been cleaned right in the past okay fine you'd pick it up you'd clean it but in today's environment with covid that's a big deal there's a big significant risk for the individual and so as they enter you know if they can very quickly either through a digital assistant and say hey this conference room needs cleaning how do i how do i make that happen or they go into a self-service app and, and enter a ticket you know they're able to see the follow-up on that that their requests and concerns are being addressed um, that the the issue the potential risk has been mitigated and 
they're able to go on and, and do their work. So transparency throughout the communications, the way companies are talking, the way that tools are, are showing the follow-up of, of questions that are raised and the immediacy of information that, you know, more and more information, uh, more and more companies are delivering through things like digital assistance, you know, help answer a question right away. Um, it's, it's, it's just changing the culture and the mindset. And again, transparency and trust are, 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 are building um, as a result of that. It's, it's super exciting. I love your take, you know, of, of culture being tied to trust. Uh, I think for a lot of, a lot of people, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, that they looked at lo the location, the headquarters, the office as culture, you know, the, the lunches, the, uh, you know, whatever, whatever made up the office and us going to the office, being with each other, that's what was culture. And early in the conversation, you kind of re re reframe that and said, well, culture is really part and parcel about trust. Uh, at least that's at least that's one of the cornerstones of it for sure. Do you do you see that? Do you see that kind of a reformatting of corporate culture post in a post pandemic world? So that's a it's a great question. I mean, I, I do. And, you know, to your point, I think culture used to be and something that, you know, came from the top and was reinforced mm -hmm. by those in-person experiences. But every day, the way that managers are able to connect with their workforce, be, be it through remote means or in person, um, the way that um, they are able to provide feedback and coaching, um, enabling people to access you know what they what they need, right? It's not 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 only um, support for um, education around well-being and mindfulness and mental health support, but also encouraging new skills development and the ease with which we can show um, employees, you know, potential new career paths. I mean. Work is changing in this environment. The, the, the work that I used to do before COVID might now be gone or shifted into other areas. And if I can reskill and I can, um, uh, you know, quickly find new opportunities and have those recommended to me again through technology instead of my constantly having to look for things, but have the organization, have my manager, have the technology bring new opportunities to me, um, then, you know, that, that alone is helping build this level of trust. The organization does care about me, my future, um, my engagement. And fundamentally, I think culture is, is coming not just from the top down, but certainly from the, um, from the mid levels and even from the bottom up as more and more employees are again, supporting each other again, through online community. So uh, this, this, the, the, the changing, um, uh, dynamic of culture is now I feel it's such it's more of a, a 360 approach as opposed to top to mid-level down it's um it's it's constantly changing I and that. I think a big supporter of that is 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 the technologies we deploy in our organization oh 100 I also like that you mentioned uh, mental health because it's so important especially now now that we've you know, now that we've learned so much about this through this last year is that we've well-being, you know, <laughs> wellness and, and mental health and actually having open discussions. Like, I, I mean, even in my very small organization, we talk about it. Like we talk about when people, you know, need time off or, you know, maybe they're maybe they're getting a bit over their work or they're working just odd, odd times. 
and mm-hmm. and and we notice it and it's just like hey can we help like it's that, that's something in 19 we wouldn't have talked about that stuff at all there we did um i i think you had a conversation with a colleague of mine we recently did a, a study on um um, artificial intelligence at work and, and mindfulness and various things. And one of the um, data points from that study is that 78% of people um, that we surveyed said that this last year has absolutely negative, negatively affected their mental health, you know, which is for, uh, interesting from the point that so many people would admit this, right? But also what was interesting is that well over two thirds of the respondents said that they wanted to talk to somebody but not not personally right they were comfortable talking with um with the with the technologies i I guess you could call it artificial intelligence or robotics whatever you want to do they wanted to ask questions and get uh, results they wanted to be guided on next steps and things to think about and so you know the mental health issue is a huge one um as far as you know uh, feelings of, of depression and isolation or anxiety um, just and as I mentioned you know some getting to the the PTSD um, status very concerning but again um, yes we are talking face to face and people and managers and, and others are being trained to proactively question and support you know are you okay today what can I do to help you? But also there are tools, technologies that allow people to kind of interact in, a, in what they may feel is an even safer way um, through digital assistance and get to those answers. And so we have to make sure as organizations, especially as HR leaders, that we aren't trying to apply a one size fits all back to our original premise. This return to work and, and addressing mental health, you've got to have a multi-pronged approach so that you are working in with individuals in the way that they feel safest and and best supported and it's not always manager to employee it could be employee to a digital assistant right right there's so many different ways i mean employee to employee uh, employee to a digital assistant that a digital assistant following them along their journey or along their path and helping them find different resources um which begs the question that I, i know i need to ask you in terms of technology what do you what do you think's next if for you know again post pandemic maybe we're dealing with 22 or even into 23 what do hr leaders need to be thinking about is that you know what i'm not you know that that ceo's dilemma of i don't know what i don't know what mm-hmm. what are you i don't want you to get into like what you're already cooking <laughs> no <laughs> anything proprietary i'm just what do you what do you think they should be thinking about yeah, um, a, a couple of, of things really quickly. One, you know, I was mentioning the CHR um, role has changed. And uh, I mean, they've always been senior leaders, but now they're even more senior. The, the board is asking, you know, and the executive um, groups that they belong to, they're asking things like, you know, what percentage of the workforce has been vaccinated or brought forward or is healthy or, you know, what are the risk areas? And, and I'm sorry, but for years to come, we're going to have to be able to answer those questions um, uh, very quickly. So I, I think there has to continue to be from an HR perspective, a focus on insight into the organization. Um, the metrics, the KPIs, the measures, the cluster analysis, the looking for trends um, and patterns that are emerging is going to be so critical for the HR organization to continue to guide us 
through these very, you know, turbulent, um, risky times. And those metrics and clusters and trends won't just be focused on the health and the risk of the workforce due to, to COVID or other, other related issues that may come up, but also about the skills, right? Have we got the right skills in the organization? And are we retraining and redeploying people effectively or bringing the right hires in? So analytics and insights, I think for HR organizations has to continue to be a, a top focus. And the other is ensuring um, that we have the, the tools available for individuals to engage with the organization in the way that works best for them. Again, I think digital assistants are fantastic. I personally don't have a lot of tolerance for a lot of the questions and answers that I get routed through when I call somebody for help. I much prefer a digital assistant, right? Answer my question quickly, get me the information I need. And so, you know, that's one tool, but um, you know, that's not for everybody. The ability to um, effectively be connected to others um, in my community and similar situations, um, facing challenges, you know, and it, it, whether it's work or personal related, the ease with which I can connect with individuals um, for different topics is really paramount. So focusing on those communication tools, and there's a wide variety of them that, that organizations use and will be using. I think those are, those are two critical things. Insights for one, um, at the top level and at the, at, the, at the core level of the workforce, connection and community is critical. Well, drops mic right there. That was awesome. Uh, we could continue talking about this. In fact, I wrote down like 12 other questions, but we'll have to do a part two of this. Um, I know you're super busy. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.